It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Late recording this week. We apologize. It's Monday at around 11 o'clock. Williams and Bloom Pod on Psycho and Fanatic. We are presented as always by our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. Check them out at MacDyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Really good people. Uh, we're always pitching you guys to go and... Leave your miserable job. I'm kidding. Not saying you have a miserable job. You could have a miserable it, maybe job. Maybe you do, yeah. and you could improve your situation. I mean, if you, honestly, if you're listening to us right now, <laughs> in the middle or of you, Monday. Or you have a great job. <laughs> yeah, or you have a great job. You do whatever the hell you want. Right. That's a possibility as well. Uh, long weekend for both of us. Not a bad weekend. I had a good weekend. Uh, did a lot of Kentucky Derby stuff on Saturday. And then... Um, what happened to Cyclone Mischief? Uh, tough run. Tough run. I thought Cyclone, honestly, had a good shot. I, not to necessarily win, but to be on the board, potentially. Uh, you know, they switched up the jockey. Wonder if that had... I, I don't know. Who knows? It's a... Boy, the that horse racing deal, though. I don't... I, I, I it's appreciate so people who... I just seems like a... Yeah. yeah just it's, a crapshoot. I, I got really into it. This year, and so it, much information. Like, how do you parse the information? Well, and the the problem is, I mean, they and they're still an animal. Yeah, and like when a human is having a bad day, the human can portray to the coach, like, it's man, I don't a bad day. I don't don't have feel it well, right? <laughs> it's the horse. Yeah, a horse. But <laughs> yeah. with the the Iowa horses, the the Cyclone family, we'll say, got yeah. third. Angel of Empire got third. Nope, got third. Might run in one a future race. I would think the Belmont for sure. Angel will run in that. Thirds, by the way, still a nice payday. Yeah, I would think that the Preakness probably out because it's so close. You don't see a lot of the same Derby horses unless they're running for a Triple Crown. Generally is how that works. But, uh, I mean, maybe. I would think Cyclone of all the three would potentially run in the Preakness, and then it has to do with like points, okay. and like you have to qualify. There's a lot that, but there's the, a lot that goes into the that. The group that owned those horses also are owner partners here at Cyclone Fanatic. Yes. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, so we're like you know we're family. It's been yeah, very much so. It's been a big, it was a big weekend. Yeah, good for it's so cool to see everybody down there, including Coach Coach Otts hanging yep. out. It was fun. I was at Prairie Meadows, and. It was really fun. Every time I went up to the counter, somebody was putting a bet on Cyclone Mischief. <laughs> you could just—it was neat. It was really fun. Now we all lost. Yeah, you all. Good day for Prairie Meadows, I guess. Meadows had a great day. Uh, I don't think a lot of people uh, saw Mage. 
that's a good name for a horse. Age. But yeah, no, I better than I had, mine. I had fun uh, Saturday morning. Did the old little league thing. Turtles lost another nail biter. We just. We might you have know. to ask some tough questions of the coaching. Uh, I, you know, I, I keep letting the team down. Let's be honest. In in all reality, it is the most fun thing I've ever done. We are, we are like Iowa State football last year. Nobody can score on us, but we got a tough. T- we have a tough time hitting the ball. The turtles this year. And were the umpires unfavorable too? Because that was a problem a couple games. <laughs> Umps are fine because it's the coaches. So <laughs> okay. I can overrule just. You can. I will say this too. You don't get a lot of pl- close plays <laughs> at that fair. age. That's it's fair. either, you know, you got a lot of drops at we, first. You got a lot of we overthrows. Had our, we had our first, uh, they have something in Bondurant called tot ball. Yeah. And three-year-old participated did great for the first 10 minutes and then had a Manny Ramirez meltdown, mm. right? Just went and stood in right field. Then wanted to go use the, the bathroom, but didn't want to use the Kaibo because he doesn't like Kaibos. And so it was another meltdown. And uh, yeah, it was a fun day. We survived. I didn't put my three-year-old in that. It seems like a lot. I'm, I think we, we, we've gotten over our skis a little bit with the three-year-olds doing yeah. anything organized other than playing in the dirt. The worst is when... Like, never mind. I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to offend anybody. But sometimes those young, those older three-year-olds will get mixed in with the older group. And there's a huge difference oh, huge between difference a three-year-old three. and a five-year-old. Yeah, big time. Like, massive, massive difference. Yep. And you can see it when you're the coach because they're the ones that are picking dandelions constantly. <laughs> right. And they're just, they do not give a crap. Yeah, oh, look, a skid loader. And then your wife was out of town yeah, for all days. weekend. She yeah. was at... Uh, Berkshire Palooza, man, I'm I'm envious of that. That's one thing I've always wanted to go to. I've always wanted it, to do that. So she was me to you with Warren Buffett. That's so cool. And I asked her the I said, icon. I said, you didn't ask him to support the We Will Collective. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Warren. Let's you cut a couple extra billies around it. You could use some tax write offs. I've thought about this. If you had that much money, you know, I would honestly. And maybe this is why they have money and why I don't. I would prop up an Iowa State and just say, can I win a national championship at Iowa State with just NIL dollars? Like it's like That's you, what you would do with well, your money? Well, I'm just saying, like, remember you, you used to play the NCAA football game, right? Yeah, you'd, absolutely. You take the bottom of the whatever team and you try to build them up to be a Absol- national you'd champion. You'd take, like, Eastern Michigan. Right, yeah. to, to create a dynasty. If I had a billions of dollars, I would do that. I would just pick a team... I, in this case, Iowa State. And I'd say, boys, what do you need? Let's figure this out. Let's win a national championship. And could it be done? How much money would you have to give Iowa State to become like T. Boom Pickens type in Oklahoma State? Man, I, like, I, I like think... 100 million? I think 100 million could get you a national championship in football or, or men's basketball. In or one year? Basketball. No. I was going to say, no. that would be over the course of... Yeah, I think, I think if you got... If you... Okay. If you got it to let's say let's say twenty million dollars a year, twenty five million dollars per year, you could get a pretty loaded roster. That's the cap? Yeah. There are some schools playing with that. I That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe yeah. you, but no, that's that. what it that, uh, that would that would be what it would take. But I think yeah, I mean if, but th- for T for uh for, for Warren, that's a rounding error for him. Yeah. I mean he, you could make you could make a big impact. So and anyway, just like opportunity the, for Crystal to the, figure that out. She did not get the ask in. The thing about the Berkshire too is that they own so much and they're so big. Like they don't really even have to do anything now because like the dividends they get. Because I mean they were buying like they owned like how much of Apple like ten years ago. Yeah, think about how much that's like compounds right. compounded since they then. own Dairy Queen. Yeah, I didn't know this. Like all these things. Your wife, because she knows that how big of a disciple of Warren Buffett I am. She she was sending me stuff like like pictures all weekend. I didn't know that they own Fruit of the Womb. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He owns everything. He Traeger. Uh, Traeger Grills. They own Traeger. Yeah. I didn't. Jeez. I think so. I didn't know. Well, that the Traeger was there. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I bet that they do. That. do. And Traeger is a huge Nebraska Furniture Mart thing. They are. That's why my wife was there. So anyway. It was great. I I survived. The house did not burn down and nobody went to the emergency room. I'll say this too. Um, Everybody always talks about the bets that they win. 
I bet I placed 25 horse racing bets over the weekend because I went there on Friday night. I wanted to get my little booklet because I was studying up for because I wasn't just online now. I wasn't just betting on the big derby stuff on Saturday. I got there at one and I was betting all the horse races leading up to it. I think I placed 25 bets and I lost them all. Yeah, I, I went over on the on the. That's dirt. why with these horse, do your like two to five dollar bets. Don't do your because it's like, so hard. That's my attitude. If I'm gonna lose, I want to lose something I know about. Yes, which is another good one example is then while I was there, I put in a couple of sports bets. Probably one. I went like four and zero on yeah. those. It's like I know that the Cardinals are gonna blow a lead late. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what cyclone mischief is going to do out of the gate. Do, right, it's get buried on the rail. I can tell you Jordan Hicks is going to walk four people. Though. See, I like the aspect of it where, kind of like what we're going to do today with the big 12 over-unders, where you try and like you're, you're trying handicapping and piecing these puzzles together. I, you know, But if you don't understand like what a grade one race is compared to a grade two, like then it's like it's, it's pointless. And and just, I, I dove in. Now there's like analytics on these things for top-end speed. Four. Yes, there are. The fun thing to Holy do cow. is to go out to Meadows with Jason. So I did this. We did this last year during the Preakness. The Preakness was the one that Jerry Crawford won. What right? Mm. Didn't his or was it the Belmont? I think so. It was the Preakness. It was. it was the Preakness. Another Des Moines group. And like Jason knows. Oh, I know that trainer. I know that owner. Oh, I know that the I know the sire of that horse. Like. And it's, it's fun when you're around a guy like that because he gets like, it's like yeah, it's you like being in the room with Campbell talking about the offensive line. Yes. Right. That's exactly what it is. So I, I've gotten enough of a taste of it where it makes it really fun. I'd, I'd rather just bet on James Harden. There's something fun about being at the track. It is. No, I, that's sport. true. That's I, different it than is just being enjoyable. And those two minutes are exciting. Oh. But the problem they have there. And I learned this. So we were at a table and there's the Churchill Downs feed. And then there's the NBC broadcast. The oh. Churchill Downs feed is like 30 seconds ahead. Oh, yeah. So you had half the room going nuts. Yeah. And, the other- and then the other half is like waiting. Mm-hmm. It was not a great watching a great experience watch. for the actual race. Uh, it's the think- off season, by the way. Can you can you tell? It finally feels like the off season. <laughs> yeah, it does, and it, it feels great. like we're actually going to have one, unless yeah. the Big Twelve stuff blows up here and anytime. I but I don't. It just seems slow on that. I think the Pac twelve wants to stay together. I, right? It, it seems I, like they're just finding any reason to stick together at this point. That's my opinion. If they I, wanted to go, they would have gone by now. I feel like that, but there's also the whole we'll wait until they actually get an offer. And from what everybody understands, like they don't have like a physical offer for their television they, rights they got, yet. They only have a couple months to figure this out. Right? Correct. Yeah. And then they had the whole deal last week where it's just, I and this is the fun part for me being in the media. When you're, when you're watching like these reports come out that are totally being planted. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dodd and oh, it was dueling. like a war of sources on Thursdays. Like, Oh my gosh. And the thing is, Dennis is like really well respected. He's not a hack, but he clearly is plugged into the Big Twelve side of this thing. Where then you have your boy Stu Mandel and his and cronies. Basically, everybody at the Athletic is locked into the Pac-12 right. side of this I, thing. I have no idea why. It is crazy to watch, like just how their reporting isn't biased. Their sourcing is. Right, yeah. and and that's well, what is just been fascinating I, to sit back and watch. I would argue that David Oven piece that he threw together that was garbage was biased. I mean, it's so dumb. We, the Big Twelve's closer to the American than it is the that was ACC. A, that was so that like, was a really poorly and then, done and the, piece. Yeah, so it's on the Athletic. Don't give it a whole lot of time. But then his argument was, well, this past year's draft didn't matter in my metrics. It's like, well, how can it not? Well, that was the most recent year, and he. He didn't count Texas and Oklahoma, but then he counted, he counted USC, USC and UCLA. It's like, what do you do for the Pac-12? And it's just like this is it, just that's where that's where people get the media gets a bad reputation, and why the athletic they're in a kind of a losing battle because you're just going to piss peop, a certain percentage of people off when you try and do things like that. I know what they were trying to do, but that does not make me want to go pay for a subscription to the athletic when you just bury some of your you know more fanatical fan bases. 
Correct. And for what reason? Anybody with the right mind would say that the Big 12 has bigger and better fan bases than the Pac-12. In I would, in general. I'd like to think. Especially with the exiting programs. Yes. Like, the new Big 12 schools are much more fanatical about their teams than the Pac-12. I'm not one to leftovers. claim scoreboard too often. But I will in this case. I think we have the scoreboard over our buddy Mandel. It comes this whole TV thing. Yes, we do. I mean, it's been two and a half years now. I think, <laughs> I think the battle's been won. I don't, know been if, that long. I don't know if, if anybody wants to admit that to Stu, but I'm, I'm here putting our flag in the ground. <laughs> that game is over, and our little podcast uh, won that battle with old Stewie. That's, that does, that's a long time ago. ago. Two years ago now. Still, still has not taken too far. And the, the ironic part of that whole deal is at the time I kept telling him, even off the air, like, hey, I, I mean, not that you care what I think, but these streaming companies are... Like, they're going to spend money. And he was, like, scoffing at it. Yeah. Well, now that's, <laughs> that's like that's the lifeblood life to the Pac-12. And, and, that's the that's the irony in my... It's too perfect. Just too perfect. And it, boy, his opinions changed on the streaming hasn't it? services. Somebody, somebody remind him of that. And then also, if you could send that thank you note, we're still waiting. I don't need it now. Okay. We don't, we don't I hope he enjoyed the Cody note. Road. I hope he enjoyed it. Uh, let's talk a little basketball to lead the way. And then we are going to talk Chris Kleiman getting a mega deal with Kansas State. And we're going to do Big 12 football over unders. Uh, before we dive into that, thank our friend uh, Jeremy Danielson. He's coming to the We Will event. Nice. On Thursday. Thursday. The, the Leadership Summit. Fantastic. That's going to be, we still have some open, open uh, tables, open tickets. Okay. We'd love to have you there. You're going to moderate for us. Yep. I got a CEO panel lined up. Oh. We got. Uh, Dean David Spaulding. Oh, wow. We've got uh, Reynolds Kramer from Fairway, the CEO of, of, of Fairway. Awesome. He's going to be part of the panel. And then... Uh, this my, is going to be great. My guy, Jeff Jacobs, the CFO of Kingland, is going to be there, too. Wow. In addition to Matt Campbell, TJ Altsberger, This is and great. Do I need to wear, like, a suit? No, I, th- I think business casual is fine. Okay. I yeah. feel like I'm a little out of place. Tickets. Tickets includes lunch, includes coffee, includes networking time. Uh, you can have them still at wewillcollective.com, $400. Would love your support. Uh, Danielsonlaw.com. It's spelled D-A-N-I-L-S-O-N law.com. And you get to network with guys like uh, Jeremy Danielson. Yes. If you're going to um, be buying or selling a house, Jeremy specializes in real estate law. So check out his website, get you all the phone numbers, all of that good stuff right there. Uh, Jeremiah Williams transferring from Iowa State. This happened middle of last week. Yep. A uh, situation where, you know, I had heard rumblings months ago that this was a possibility. I thought that we were kind of past it. that. So it did catch me by surprise. However, you know, I want to clarify one thing. I saw a couple people on Twitter and I was really surprised anybody would have this opinion, but I guess I shouldn't be in 2023. Um, a guy says to me, oh, Iowa State spends all that time and money on his rehab, and then he jets when he gets healthy. Like, I don't think that's fair uh, at all. That is not fair. Because by Zero all fairness. means, Iowa State recruited over him, yes. right? Like in, in, in part, somewhat because of the injury. Correct. So this seems to me a deal like you're probably not going to play much here after the spring we just had, if I'm an Iowa State coach speaking to him. And then Jeremiah has one year of eligibility. Uh, he's been through hell. Go somewhere where you can play. And sure, I think he would have seen time, but not the role. Part of the whole Otzelberger thing is these older guys, and TJ's talked to me about this on the record before, is they have to be able to buy into the role. That's the whole thing. Because yep. if you have an older guy and he's miserable to be around, that doesn't help anybody. The older guys who have smaller roles have to buy into it. And... If Jeremiah had a bigger idea of what he wanted his role to be, then good for him to move on. Yeah. And I hope he lands on his feet. Good, good dude. Good player. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, the genesis of this is really Taman Lipsy. I don't think anybody realized how good Taman would be this quickly. I agree. And so Jeremiah is not replacing Taman Lipsy this year. And then honestly, him and Taman are 
similar skill sets. Jeremiah's a little bit bigger in regards to just being a floor general. And so you really couldn't, in my opinion, you probably couldn't play Jeremiah and Taman a lot together because Jeremiah is not really going to space the floor either. So, and uh, this is, I mean, you got to appreciate this about the Iowa State basketball program and TJ. He will be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, Blake Henson left, had a great time, great Correct. year, like fantastic. Good for him. Eli King left. No hard feelings there. Where do you end up at? Uh, North Dakota. North Dakota. So clearly went down a he'll level. Do, he'll do. He'll, he'll do be a really good there. player and, there. And, and like he'll really enjoy his college experience. Jeremiah, again, awesome guy. And this was not. This was not a negative thing. I think on either side, it wasn't Jeremiah going chasing some mythical NIL dollars because that's. I don't believe that's the case at all. And then it, it's Iowa State wanting to make sure that it maximizes its outlook. And Jeremiah and Taman at this point, and it, the biggest thing in college basketball anymore is roster construction. It has gotten more professional, but it's more professional on both sides. And this is the thing with the player empowerment movement era. Yeah, the player has a lot more power to leave, but then honestly, it's going to be more cutthroat on the other side too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this isn't like, oh, TJ ran him off. I don't think that was it at all. It's more like, hey, here's going to be your role. Do you want this role yeah. or not? It's always... It's it's you, there's what Deion Sanders is doing. Um, there is no, by the way, there is nobody. There's no replacement player in the wings. Like we're moving, we're no. getting rid of you because we're going to bring in this guy. There is no, no but there's nobody there now. Could I say add somebody? Absolutely, but it's not. It's not a tit for tat situation. When when that all went down again, I these things don't normally catch me off guard. I had no idea this was coming. I saw hit Twitter. Okay, and my. My guess was, oh, they've got somebody. And that's not the case. Like, again, like there could be openings, but like right now, even as of this morning, I was doing some checking and it's like, there's not like, oh, we've got these four guys and we're going to try and see who we can get on a visit. None of that the case. So I think that if Jeremiah would have like wanted to stay, I think that it was fine. But you have... It's just it coaches in this spot, and I, I generally don't sympathize with coaches very much. This is tough, though, because it's like you want to be honest with the guy. Right. But, you know, that could also hurt you could hurt, right. in, in, in that sense, because I think... You don't want to see, be seen as a bad guy for explaining... Now, oh, but now it be. looks like I ran him off, but in reality, I was just like, hey, you're probably going to be third string, like... When you're a 25-year-old or whatever Jeremiah is going to be, go play in the Valley and be a really good player. I mean, like... And he is a good... He can be a good player, but he was just going to be behind. He hasn't even really started practicing yet. No. He was going to be behind. Those guys that they brought in are, I would say, ready-made players. Jeremiah was going to take a little bit to get up to speed. Plus, he's, you know, somewhat of the same player as Taman. And unfortunately for him, he got hurt right before the season. He would have been way better off blowing out that Achilles in May last year. Yeah, and it's just right? a brutal. It's a brutal, brutal injury. In fact, I have been told like the best thing for him would be to take next year off too. But unfortunately, be, you only get so much time. I'd be curious what what his clock is exactly because he's only played two years. Uh, but then, see, he'd be a good example of why, in my opinion. And I don't know if he he could be, could be getting close to graduation. But the, the hard and fast transfer rule, if you get the one time, is tough. It still is tough. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the example of, in my opinion, why there should be exceptions and there should be some common Like, I want a czar of common sense for college basketball transfers. Mm-hmm. Like, here's, here's a case of he got hurt. He's now been, quote-unquote, recruited over. Should he be able to play next year right away? I think so. I think so. Absolutely. Should you be able to just chase cash and bounce from place to place i don't know about that mm-hmm. you know i it but you when you need to have some sort of regulation in place and so i'll be curious where Jam, jeremiah goes and what kind of waiver if any he might get he absolutely deserves one if if it comes he down was to always that. uh just on on a personal level always a great for me to be around and, and nice dude and i i just, honestly i wish him i wish him well really really good guy he's a guy too when i did the conrad holly story last year, the CEO one. I mean, TJ pointed out multiple times in my interview with him about that, about Jeremiah and Eli King, specifically those two, about how 
much they had taken on that role as well. It wasn't just Conrad. You know, it kind of became a joke at the end of the year that at the end of the bench, you had Eli and Conrad that they were like twins. They were the, right. And then, the so squad. what Jeremiah's deal was, it was hilarious. And I, I witnessed this in Portland. Like during practices and shoot-arounds, their big thing is energy and positivity and everybody's talking and cheering and whatever. Uh, Jeremiah couldn't walk, but he had one of those like scooters. roller yeah. scooters and he would run around with an air horn. <laughs> And that was like his role. That's his, He's that's, buzzing around. <laughs> so yeah, it's bittersweet. I mean, it's like one. It's 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 becoming more of a Jeremiah. Just, well, unfortunately for him, become one of our trivia questions yeah. in the next ten years. Like guy never played. Was there for you know one of those the Ray Casango. Ray Casango. <laughs> uh, oh God, Maurice. Remember Maurice Jones, the I little do. guy from USC. God, yeah. Who was the other one? There's like three or four that that never played. Ray Casongo was the one Ray I Kassango. always comes to my mind. <laughs> I know way too much about the Ray Casongo deal. That can't even make the book. Ray Casongo, yeah, a lot going on with Ray. Where where what happened to Ray Casongo? <laughs> Who are some of those other guys? Yeah, we need the we need the transfer trivia question. That should be on we, Science House. Now, not not states and it's a fun Nassau. deal. Bloom and I like to do at the golf course after a quick night, and you do yeah. the name the starting lineup for In the you know, Greg McDermott team, or like it's it's a blast. Because you everyone get like the main guys. Now you you get seven, eight, nine, ten. Now it's now it separates. It's the, hard. The men from the boys it comes to that. Shout out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Uh, Jeff Wood will be with me on Thursday. Awesome, man. We got everybody you, you the VIP table. lined up. Jeff and Hopewood will be there with yes. me on Thursday. Hopewood, uh, perhaps you uh, can get some life insurance. Not life insurance. That's our guy, Colin Newell. Yeah, don't give <laughs> You can get your life insurance from Colin Newell. You can get your will done by Hope. We've got all, we are prepared for death here. And, and candidly, they work, could work together. <laughs> yeah, Take care of your family. We are prepared for death here on the Williamson Bloom. <laughs> what does that say about our demographics? Be concerned. Well, but it's better to get... Take care of that now. Yep, gravitatecoworking.com. Check them out for all your co-working needs. Get the hell out of your home office for at least like two days a week. Get out, see other people. You're going to be more productive. You can bounce ideas off of people. Gravitatecoworking.com. Check them out today. Uh, okay, so Hunter Dickinson with one of the worst commitment videos of I all time. I still haven't seen it. It's just horrible. It's are you at the he, point now? He feels like to me that he's. Uh, what was the movie about the guy that was in college for nine years? Um, oh, help me out! The, uh, Basketball? No, no. Football? The, no. Oh, like Van just, Wilder. Van Wilder. Yeah, he now owns the soccer team. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you. Gosh, I feel like an yeah. idiot this Van morning. Van Wilder. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I was thinking basketball. No, no, I'm like, no. Hoop dreams. Like he honestly for him. He's not going to be an NBA player. No, so make your money, dude. He's just he. he What's he getting in Kansas? A million? I mean, it's got to be over a mil. Yeah, it's got to be. I allegedly that they are well funded with their basketball program. Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> but all right, but that's I mean, another thing, though. Like this I don't does. Think he helps them a lot. I love Iowa State fans. I make a living with you all. I'm I'm one of you. Whatever. But it does drive me nuts. Like when we expect to be like on Kansas's level. Yeah. Cause it's like Kansas's students are camping out to just get in the game for one of those shitty yeah, for like November Savannah non-conferences. State. We've got top 25 teams in the best conference in America. And we can't even come close to filling up our upper bowl. I, Sorry. Yeah, now I'm no, the old man no, yelling no, at the cloud, but it's, it's not the same thing. And like the funding and everything, it's like the, your world's apart. Yeah, I, I would say my you're, rant. well, I, your facilities. I mean, it, the Sukup is nice, but it's dated now compared you, to what people, Kansas has. Yeah, yes. like it's not even in the same planet. I I think that's fair. I think Iowa State has done a great job with what it has. Yeah, but, no, I'm not. But Kansas has been all in on basketball for the last correct, fifty years. Where we're trying to it's, do, they, and they, now they're finally starting to invest a little bit in football. They're going to be good, I think. Well, we're going to talk with you over on. He's a good. I think coach. he is a good coach, but they. I will give Pollard. I want to give Pollard some credit here too, because he's actually taken flack for this over the years. 
like that he cares about these other sports too much. Oh, tennis is a good example. Tennis is a good example. And the softball program has been fun to watch. I've watched more Iowa State softball this year than any year in my life. There, there is because Candace. Do you know anything about any of their, their other sports? No, because no. they put it all into right. Yeah, so even I, their women's basketball program has been a bummer. It's gotten better, it's gotten but better. it was still it traditionally bummer. really bad. Yeah, I, I thought that you know I'm working on this book, and that that might be kind of the conclusion of my book is because Pollard will on he will. To, to a man, say, I'm the athletic director for all 18 sports or whatever. And all 400 student-athletes. Yeah, and, and he means it. You know, and that, like, tennis facility, you think, like, how big that... They're hosting a Sweet 16. They're one of the worst programs in the history of college win. athletics. I don't think they won a Big 12 match in our time at Iowa State. It's really an incredible story. Yeah. If you think about the turnaround, did you read Connor's piece? I, Fantastic! Yeah, what a great one of idea. the best things we've ever I, done. Connor did such a good job with that. If you think though, and this is, I, and I got to, I think Jamie, could Iowa State just go all in on basketball and, and get closer to Kansas? Yes. Would that then sacrifice though the the good of the whole? That'd be an interesting question for Iowa State fans. Would you rather win one national championship in one sport Hmm. and be horrible at everything else? Hmm. Or have a well-rounded athletics program from 1 to 400? Because if you look look at the the, the cross-sport standings, Iowa State consistently, consistently beats Kansas. Oh, it's not even close. But Kansas has the, the director's cup yep, type stuff. But Kansas has the most marquee program of them all, and that's Kansas basketball. Yeah. But what does that get you? When they cheated their balls off for a long time. And right. Now it's just legal. Yeah, but like, I mean, they were literally involved in an FBI investigation. Oh, and, and Lester Earl before. Like, they've yeah. been doing this for yeah, well, since Larry Brown. Okay. Well, hey. We need to set the record. Let's, get, let's figure this out. Uh, but that's an interesting. That's I didn't even think about this, but almost every sport since Pollard's been around outside of really soccer has had a national presence at some point, like Jamie, even men's golf, women's golf, which should be horrible at Iowa state. They, the women's golf team is nationally ranked now. Cross country has been great. Tracks had good. its moments. Wrestling has had its moments. I mean, there's something to be said for having that one through 400 balance. And even you look at something I, like the Stark performance center seat up, well, it's th- not just for football. All those athletes can use it. And then this news of the wrestling and track facilities. Yes, I was just getting there, right? Yeah, that's coming up. And that I think Iowa State wrestling in the next ten years will be a top five program perennially. There's a, there's a it's how big of a if Dresser has that facility now. Yeah. Plus they're so they're getting their own NIL operation going too. I've heard, and I've not. I haven't met an Olympic sport person as ambitious about fundraising like Kevin Dresser in my career. Have you? Zero. I mean, the guy, the guy is incredible. He's ruthless. Yeah. He's just out there. He will, he will work 24 hours a day. He will find it. Yeah. I have a lot of respect. It's actually been cool. We've been helping them out a little bit with some of their infrastructure. Good. Because we're, we're on the same team here. We're team Iowa state. So even though the, we will collective will be different than their collective. Good. It's still a lot of the same partnership. So anyway, it's uh no, I, that's a really interesting point. Would you rather be Kansas and win them? They've been ultimately one of the best basketball programs or be Iowa state and have more of a well-rounded athletics program. I don't know. You, we would get about, uh, I'll tell you this. If people were being honest, it'd be about 60, 40. People would say they'd Kansas. rather win a title. Okay. And I respect that. If it was publicly, it would probably go the other way. Cause most people would like, Say, oh yeah, we we of course we want the volleyball team. Like you know, it was embarrassing for years. You go to a Kansas football game, and there's there's more Iowa State fans. Yeah, and that's I don't know. I just think it's an interesting. And their stadium was just such shit for so long. But so was ours, and and that and that's changed. Yeah, and that Iowa State's a light years ahead of them now. So then the the other the other question would be, what's better for a university as a whole? Like if you want to go all higher education. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Kansas basketball, I'm sure, brings in students. There's no question that that level of, of success would bring in students. But 
how much of that is bringing in for the the good of the whole too for the well, entire? Universe. And the reason I said what I did is it was That's stupid. A good point. No, I like that. I like that. One discussion. guy said something to me about, well, why can't Iowa State go get a post player like this? And this is like, dude, you're just like, it's not. No, they 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 have donors that are. Iowa State couldn't even just, get on the phone with that guy. No, not even no. Not even close. Maybe well, we would maybe. Uh, but Iowa State will still potentially beat them next year. Right. Is the glory of this how this whole thing works? If my wife would have talked to Warren Buffett, we, this is all on Crystal talk, Bloom. Maybe we talk to Hunter. We blame this on know. Crystal yep. Bloom. Uh, shout out to our friend Colin Newell, former Cyclone. He uh, is he coming on Thursday? Will Colin be there? I, I I'm not sure if he could make it. He might be there. Okay. Well, I he is so. an insurance. Colin, if you're listening, you're you're more than welcome. He's an insurance whiz. We absolutely love him. We've gotten to be pretty good buddies with him. Former Cyclone Brock Purdy used to put his hand on Colin's butt, mainly in the shotgun, but short yardage. Uh, Bloom saving hundreds of dollars a year. Literally. By, by switching over to Farm Bureau Financial Services with Colin. And the cool part is we've had multiple listeners reach out to Colin and they, you know, you get to at the very least, you get to go have a cup of coffee and get a quote from one of the great cyclones of the Matt Campbell era. I want to give you his phone number. It's 515-964-5354. Again, that is 515-964-5354. Tell Colin you heard about his fantastic insurance business with Farm Bureau Financial Services here on the Williams and Bloom Cyclone Fanatic podcast. Um, Chris Kleiman signs a new deal with Kansas State in football. The next segment, our Wiffles hybrid segment, we will get into all of these Big 12 over and unders and, and do more about projections. Bloom, it's a $44 million contract. Kleiman yep. is signed through 2030. Crazy. That makes him at an average of $5.5 million per year. Uh, it's almost a $2 million raise per year for Kleiman, the former North Dakota State head coach. He's just 30 and 20 in four seasons at Kansas State. But boy, have they peaked the last two years. Uh, they've played in the Big 12 championship game, obviously, over TCU this year, won a championship, played in that Sugar Bowl. And, um, Really uh, notable. He's the only coach other than Bill Snyder that's ever been successful there. I mean, they tried the Ron Prince thing, and that went belly up, but it looks like Kleiman has found his spot. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the thing with them is, and we've had our love-hate relationship with the K-State folks because we are very similar. Very to similar. It's, and, and they're, they're it's your sibling that you have all the same interests. and Yeah. There's only, yeah, there's only so much uh, cheese pizza to go around, though, so yes. you got to fight them off. The recruiting rankings have been almost identical. I would say it's actually probably a hair better in the Campbell era than the Kleiman era as far as recruiting. Okay. So it's just interesting that a lot of times it's the same type of prospect. I mean, I would say it's been big in Kansas City recently, but that's the the, the programs are similar in that you're never going to get the four and the five stars that David Ubbin wants to write about. But you can develop and then play really disciplined discipline football. And what was the difference between K-State the last year and a half and Iowa State? K-State didn't make the mistakes that Iowa State was making. Yeah. I mean, they're really – I mean, if, I think if you look at the makeup of the same guys, and they had just that game in Ames, Iowa State had them beat. X drops the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 miss, you miss some kicks. You, they make theirs. So God. it's just interesting from a program standpoint – they're so high on where they're at, and great. They just won the Big 12 championship. I don't think there's a lot of difference between the Iowa State and the K-State program, though. And I would argue, they're, you know, I, Iowa State fans are feeling not as excited about its program right now. It might have been flipped even last year, entering that season. So you look at the salaries now. Let's remove Oklahoma and Texas. Gundy's now the highest paid at Oklahoma State. Where's he at? At $7.5 Okay. And then now it's... Uh, Kleiman's two at five and a half. Where's Maddie? Leipold is three at five, and then it's a tie between Campbell, Joey McGuire, and Neil Brown. Joey McGuire's getting paid that much? Yeah. Yeah. Neil so Brown's Matt, about to get fired. Right. And then, uh, so here we go. So Dana's, or, sorry, Dana's above them. Dana's at four and a half, Holgerson. Mm-hmm. Unprofessional fans. Mm-hmm. 
Good to have him back. Then Campbell, McGuire, and Brown at four million. Then Scott Satterfield at Cincinnati at three and a half million. Malzahn's at two and a half. Should note though, Those Aranda and Dykes are not disclosed because they're private. They're both going to be above where Campbell is for sure, almost hundred percent. I mean, Aranda got a big old deal after there, but they they don't have to release it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Dykes is getting taken care of at TCU now. He's played a national championship. Yeah. Um, so I think Matt's now one, two, third from bottom, bottom third. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's just the nature of it. There are as of today, but if Matt would turn things around and win eight games next year, he'd probably get a bump. He'll get up 6 million pretty quickly. Yeah. I would, I would say, I mean, that would be, I think that's the fair market. So honestly, isn't it, it stupid though? In these contracts, it's like, it, they're so coach heavy. Oh yeah. I hate it. Like, oh my gosh. And they, you have all the leverage, and it's not going to get any better. I mean, the I, thing's not breaking yet because the SEC and the Big Ten are just going to keep playing in the game. Yeah, Chris, there are 15 coaches making 10 million or more. <laughs> that was unheard of five years ago. Yeah, it was like, oh my gosh! It's like Remember, Saban and Harbaugh had, and Harbaugh had like some life insurance deal that was like, oh well, that's another, and we all freaked out about it. Remember when Mel Tucker got that monster deal two oh years ago, God, and everyone's like, what is going on there? He's now not even in the top ten. That and like his team's completely They've falling off too. So allegedly, they're not even projected to go to a bowl game. Allegedly, the the Suns owner, this Matt Ishbia guy, the guy who just got in the fight last night the with one, Jokic, is the one funding Mel Tucker's salary because oh, he's a big Michigan State donor there too. He was part of the team in 2000. He was a walk-on on the, the Iowa State screw job in 2000. That son's owner. Really? Yeah. He played at the very end when Larry got ejected. Maddish Bia came off the bench as a walk-on. I knew he had a Michigan State tie, but I didn't know that he was on the back. He was a walk-on. I mean, dad owned an insurance hey, what company. was this tweet you put out about you're, you're working on getting you stationed yeah. on the podcast? Did I not tell you that? No. No, I had somebody. I, had, I learned about this on yeah. Twitter. No, I had a friend, friend of the program, Brant. He has challenged me that if I get Larry Eustachy on the program, he will make a, a very nice contribution to the We Will Collective. What about to the Cyclone Fanatic General Fund? Well, we can work on that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can work on that, too. So, <laughs> How about you just go on to Patreon? <laughs> about 100 bucks a month, month would be great. Come on, Brant. Just kidding. No, but so... Uh, but I don't know how to get a hold of Larry. But I'm, I know people who can get a hold of Larry. You come on, you don't. You don't have. Yeah, you've got to have people. I can get. I. But I, Steve my point Loney is, couldn't help you. No, I am. It is so like the one we did with Coach Mack. I want to do this exact same Paul thing with TJ. Larry. Paul TJ. Well, let's figure it out. I honestly, TJ and Tim Floyd talk all the time. Well, it's twenty years since Larry left. Well, they used to. Month. I don't know if they do now. Can you believe that? Twenty years since Larry left. Like Larry needs today. to know that we're not going to ambush. No, him. we're not. I don't want to. I don't want to ask any. And I don't think our listeners want no. that either. I want. Story. We're not trying to do like hardcore journalism no. here. No, I want it. In my opinion, it's the greatest era of Iowa State basketball. That little two-year run, and I want to relive it. Hmm. And I want to get Larry on to get. So nobody, this, nobody's heard from Larry. I just need to sit back and shut up. I shook Larry's hand in the Bahamas. Well, I would like to... Randy Peterson introduced me to Larry. Well, I'd like to show my appreciation with Larry. So can you help me on this? And then I was sitting with Heft because I was playing John Walters that weekend. Mm -hmm. And Larry came up and talked to Heft. And that was why Larry was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt for those asking. Apparently Larry's kind of gone off the grid now. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good, well deserved. But I want, I want to get him back on the grid. Did we see? No, that was Tim podcast. Floyd at the tournament in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, that was Floyd. Yep. But I want, I want the goat himself, Larry. He hasn't really done anything with Iowa State in the last fifteen years. I think we, we need, need to, show to have more, this debate though, like because you, you and Brant, like it's like he needs more appreciation by the Iowa State fans. He got a bad deal. I I don't care about the. Exit. Uh, I, I don't. I don't like really. I, I'm just saying he got a bad deal. I okay, but what the conversation that needs to be had? And Brant and I. I mean, I had to lead the peanut in Kansas City this year because Brant and I just were. It was out of control. His Fred Hoiberg slander. Like I just, I couldn't handle it. Like is Larry? Like you think Larry's that much like higher than like Tim Floyd in this like. Yes. conversation I, I i think larry didn't he like they were just like going to nits and flopping in the ncaa no, tournament that was, at the that end. was well that was am i wrong you're not wrong but that was larry at the tail end larry 
2000. But he wasn't that old. I understand he had some he had some issues at the time. Well, I know it all goes together. I'm just my, saying, like he had like is, he peaked really high, but he wasn't that good for a long time. The, like that is not that is not fair. Okay. It's not completely fair. Okay, tell like, me why. Give me give me one game. If I have one coach to coach one game in Iowa City history, I'm picking Larry Eustachie. Really? Yep. Yep. Sorry, TJ. Sorry, Fred. Uh, sorry, Coach Probe. Floyd. No, I'm I'm taking Larry. If I have one game, I, I'm taking Larry Stacey. Well, Hassel, so Hassel and I got into a similar conversation. I actually think what, he's under. Like for what, what it's yeah. worth, can I just make this statement too? I wasn't around then, so I kind of look at it like, yeah, you're, you're I'm objective. an outsider. You're, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Like I have no. And those are my favorite years of my life potentially. Okay. So we had this conversation on two guys named Chris the other day okay. on Iowa Everywhere. Is who's the better coach? Fred Hoiberg or Fran McCaffrey when you look at their careers. Cause it is interesting now that's tough, but that's... because Fred had a great run at Iowa state and he hasn't really done anything no, since, but, but Nebraska is not entirely his fault because they've been awful forever. <laughs> yeah. They've been bad under him, but though. they haven't been great. They, I, he has not done what they, I, I, for what he's getting paid for. Yeah. The bulls deal. I do not blame Fred. I think if Fred would have left Iowa State earlier and taken the Warriors, he would be Steve Kerr right now. And that almost happened. Yes. Like I, I but my point with Fred, now you go who could who would you have coach one game? Yeah. I've seen him coach in circles around Bill Self. Offensively dynamite. I I just man, I don't think Larry and it's it pains me. It's been twenty years. The the new generation of Iowa State fans don't remember Larry. No, yeah, he's elite. There's no doubt. The thing with Fred, it's like their prep wasn't great because how many times were they down at halftime? <laughs> right? <laughs> Fred I don't think his staffs were ever very good. That first one was what, with the first Ots, one was good and Bobby Lutz, Lutz. Yeah. And um who was the third guy? Elwin McCroy. Was he on that? Was McCroy? Yeah. Was okay. Well, that three for four ain't bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, then, like Charlie, it, Charlie was good it, from an accidental standpoint. They were just really good on offense, yeah, but they were they just didn't guard. They Cor- were Cornell Kingsbury. Man didn't do a whole lot uh, defensively either. I I don't know. I think it's an interesting question because there are now. You look back at the last since or who if you have one game to coach, who do you want? I think it's a great discussion. I mean, I'm guessing the majority of our audience will say Larry, right? Yeah, but he had some he had some clunkers too. I will admit that the Hampton game, kind of a clunker, even though we don't say that word in right, this t- house. Let's let's run by Larry's Iowa State career. Here I know, but you I have a no, you can't look at the total here. Okay, year one rebuild, fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, we'll wipe it out. Okay, I'm wiping it out for you. Okay. Year two is the iconic Amazing. thirty-two and five. Never been a better better Iowa State team in history. Year three, another epic twenty-five and six. But then lost to Baylor, lost to Hampton, and we've we've had reports that it was a miserable existence for those the, players. It was going the wrong way at the end. The Paul Shirley's story that he told me. I and I like Paul. Sometimes I think he's. You think he's lying? I don't think he's lying about Larry. I don't think he's lying. Telling them in Kansas City. Like, I hate you guys. I hate coaching I, you. Get out of my hotel room. I think it was a different time. Okay. <laughs> no, it's... I'm just saying, like... Bobby... If Bob- you consider that after that, like, I'm just being objective here. <laughs> then they went 12 and 19 and 17 and we 14. We had a point guard. Well, whose fault is that? Well, it, Travis Spivey <laughs> got in trouble. All I'm saying is, like, Tim Barnes. I get what you guys are saying. I fought with Brand about this a million times. I have no problem with Larry Stacey. I think he's like a god and at Iowa State. If if Larry stays with the with with Blaylock and Stinson and State Heinrich and Collison, Heinrich and yeah. Collison, maybe. I think you. I mean, he had some guys coming in. They, they but he didn't stay. He did not. I under okay. Your your my my mind and my so, heart are battling. So we went to the Elite Eight. We had the iconic game where we were probably the best team in the tournament, except for okay. that loser Izzo. Yeah. So we all agree there. And then the next year is really nice. Big you, tw- you big finish champion. Yeah, Big Twelve champs. No, 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 no. 
Oh, regular, regular season. season. Okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they lost to Baylor, and then they get beat by Hampton. Right. And then it's over. Like, so yeah, you're saying that's the over. best coach in Iowa State history. Right. That two-year run will never be matched if you just get rid of the Hampton thing. But you can't just get I, rid of No, it. you can't. I will not. I just think it's fascinating. And, like, it you is, old-timers. It is crazy how much it burned out real fast. I, all I'm saying, he was there for that many years, and... You've got two tournaments to show for it. Now, one of them where you're the best team in the tournament, if, and we all can agree there. If Larry kept it straight with the group he had coming in with Vroman and Holman on the team and Stinson and Blaylock and Staple, Marcus Jefferson. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That team goes a lot further than the NIT. That I, next don't, year. I do not disagree. Do not come at me with your anti-Larry tweets. I'm not anti-Larry. That's why I always have to explain with Brant. Like, I can't hang out with Brant for more than 30 minutes at a time. It's like, Brant, you're a really good businessman, okay? Like, do you want... Do you want someone just to top out in years two and three you know and then completely just blow you want, up? You want people to feel really old? This is what's crazy to me. When Larry started at Iowa State in 99... He was the same age that TJ started at Iowa State as a head coach. Wow. They're both in 41, 42. You don't think of Larry as a young 40-year-old when he was at Iowa State, but he really was. You know what else is crazy is just how many years he coached after that. Yeah, he took Southern Miss to an NCAA tournament. Yeah, and then handed it off to Doc Sadler. Right, and then Colorado State. To Actually, a- I think Doc got it after somebody else went there. He did. I think you're right, too. Anyway, long story short, I'm efforting Larry, and I it is my career goal to make it happen. Boy, I hope it, I hope so, and I will pay homage to him. Yeah. Like Larry, if you're listening, I'm your biggest fan. That's a that's a tough topic. It's 20 years ago. That's what's crazy. Hey, I'm a fan. He was so. This is, but I also think that like the whole like different time thing will. Yeah, but from what I they they clearly had talent on that team, and they completely fizzled out. Like a lot of that's coaching. Yeah, like I'm, I don't I'm, necessarily want to coach. <laughs> I don't necessarily want my coach to just be burning my guys out so they hate the game. Yeah, I, that's a fair request. <laughs> I, I, I and we have reports that. that he did the same thing at Colorado State. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it goes as a territory, though. And that's that's what you get when you have Larry. Yeah, I get it. It's a little bit like but Finley, you know, like Finley is a hardcore old school guy. Otzelberger is not a fun, like the way they prep and stuff is not fun basketball. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you compare TJ to Larry of all the guys? <sighs> He's not Hoiberg. He's not Hoiberg. That's a good question. He's not Wayne. He's uh, maybe McDermott. They play more yeah, defense they're, than they're Greg. Wouldn't TJ be the most TJ's Larry-like? Like a, TJ's like a blend of Larry, Tim, and and with Fred's flair. A little. I mean, well, they keep it sexy with. Yeah, I just yeah. Uh, I don't know. Not TJ's like, a mix of a, a lot of things. TJ, it's interesting. TJ has almost crafted this multiple personality thing that he can kind of be all things at once. That's why he's good at what he does. Fascinating discussion. I did 20 not years. anticipate we would 20 years into. since Larry left. Wow. Like this week. It would be a real honor to get him on the podcast. Yeah. Let's work. Did you ask McCarney? I don't know. I should. I I could reach out to. I didn't know what route to go. There's a lot of routes. I know there's a lot of routes. I want to go the right route because I want to make sure that, that everyone realizes we're Team Larry here. Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm a little concerned. He won't take what I just said as like a critique, Willie. I'm not. I'm just... I want to hear the Larry story. I want to ask about what happened in 2001. Yeah. You What's your were, side? You've had all these players come out and say, like has, Jake Sullivan's know, talked about it, which Jake Sullivan loves Larry to this day, by the way. But you've, you, you haven't heard Larry talk about his Iowa State time at all. Anyway, it's an untold story. Good chat. Wiffles Hybrids, shout out to them for our weekly Big 12 segment. Plant your independence, baby. I was actually thinking about, um, I was doing the demographics for our podcast. The other working on, I get all these new tools. Did I tell you about this last week? No. No. Okay. Yeah. How many like Illinois, Minnesota, Nebraska listeners we have? Oh, you did mention we're big. Yeah. Heavy in the Midwest. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Like it's not just these people here 
and I was thinking about how many of our, um, you know, Wiffles planters are out there right now. Right. We got a we got a really nice tweet from somebody who was who was planting over yeah, the weekend. Yeah, Kyle. So yep. Shout out to our friends at Wiffles Hybrids, and I was also thinking about how brilliant of a business move that is for them to be building that facility in Ames to just get to closer to the ag school and all that stuff. Good talent. We appreciate it. Thank you to our friends of Wiffles hybrids for uh, presenting part two of the Williams and bloom podcast here each and every week. Okay. I have over unders for the big 12 teams via DraftKings. Okay. These just came out. You haven't really, or you're not going to screw with me. I I saw Iowa States and we, they, they were listening to the podcast last week because that's what they, that's what they did. Five and a half for Iowa State, right? Yeah, we absolutely we absolutely nailed so it. So got that one right. So that's five and a half for Iowa State. I think that's fair. We're going to run through all 12 Big 12 schools. Right I haven't here. seen a thing. I honestly, who's in the Big 12 next year? Texas uh, and Oklahoma are still in the Big 12. Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma still are. And then you've got. Oh, it's good to hear this music again. And you've got all the newbies. Okay. Man, this is good. This is like. Pinning a tail on the donkey right here. All right, we'll start with all the uh, newbies. How about that? Yes. Cincinnati. <laughs> Can I pull up the schedule or should I just go blind? No, just go blind. We don't have time for the schedule. Six and a half. Four and a half. Woo! No love for Scotty Satter. Juice is on the over. I'm going to give you where the juice is at on all these Got two. Four and a half. Wow. So we're not buying Cincinnati. I like that. BYU. Brigham Young. Six and a half. Six. Juice is on the under. Okay. Central Florida. Seven. Six and a half. Juice is on the over. You got that one. Houston. Six and a half. Four and a half. What? Wow. Juice is on the under. So what, what does that? this tell you? We're down on the newbies. Yeah, and it, it's hard to it's hard to move that conference. That's interesting. Yeah. That makes me feel better, actually. It does. Is that weird to say that it makes no, sense? No, it man. doesn't. It's the exact same thought I had. Now, the problem is Iowa State got screwed on the scheduling deal where you got to go to Provo and to Cincinnati. Right. So it right. really got get them in Ames. You got no help. And they don't play Houston. No, and they don't play the other two. Mm. So I don't really – like on the surface, I'm like, well, this is where the wins are coming from. But, but not. Yeah. You still got to go there. Interesting. But it, it, I think it reassures you – that it's hard to change conference. They're not expecting these newbies Correct. to come and take over. TCU didn't do that. Nope. Nobody has. Nobody has. I mean, really, the only one who did was Missouri. Missouri. In the SEC. <laughs> it's, like, what? it's unbelievable. I don't get it. Baylor. I got my gosh. They they were actually a real big disappointment last year. They were. Uh, seven. Seven and a half. Juice is on the under, so you hit it. Kansas. I'm not buying... I'm not, I'm not doing it. Four, <laughs> six and a half. No, I'm <laughs> four. Where's Warren Buffett? They were money? good last year. Uh, they got completely fluky lucky on like four games. We talked about it. I was able yeah, to beat Iowa them State by two touchdowns. Killed that team. That is not pisses me off. They are not great. And I know the quarterback's back. I am st- I am. We had our worst team in what, that, eight years and they should have killed them. Berkshire money and I'm putting it all on the under. Sheesh. Six and a half? It's not real life. Juice is on the under for what it's worth. As it should be. I'm, I'm single-handedly moving that line today. <laughs> not really. Uh, your boy Chris Kleiman in Kansas State. Adrian's gone, but the the guy's back. Adrian, who gives a shit? <laughs> Eight. Eight and a half. That's a lot. Juice is on the under. Yep. I'm actually doing pretty good. Oklahoma. Man, we nailed them last year. Yeah, for they the were a fraud. Game. Total fraud. Is uh, Lefty back? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is. Eight and a half. Nine and a half. Oh, come on. Juice on the over. Not buying it. I'm out. I'm out on Oklahoma still. Dylan Gabriel's a nice player, but come on now. Oklahoma State. Eight. Six and a half. Sheesh. Juice is on the under. Yikes. I think Gundy. Gundy's, I think he's done. Are we losing it? I think he is. That's Vegas saying we're not buying Gundy. 
He won't. He won't adjust to the new era. Yeah, well, then uh, Sanders is gone finally. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. These guys that will not adjust to the era. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, across mm-hmm. the board. Hmm. You cannot be gruff, what? old, mean old man anymore. I would say players gets, are different. I would say gets them at home, right? Yes. Yeah. That's a big game. 23rd of September. I'm telling you, these guys, Gundy will. He'll go somewhere else probably before he's done, but like he's he's in I, trouble. I truly though? believe that. He was a he was a man f- twenty years ago. He's six years old now. TCU. Oh boy. Nine. Seven and a half. What? Juice on the over. Do they play somebody in the non-conference? Don't they play Dion? They do play Dion. Prime Man, time. I put all my money on TCU for that game. Do you see their number? Hopefully it's low. Three. Yeah, that's where it should be. I hope they just get killed. It's just not going to work there. I agree. Texas. Seven and a half for TCU? That is strange. Oh, my gosh. Texas will be at nine and a half. Nine and a half, exactly. Yeah. Juice is on the over for yeah. that. Uh, it's your team. Good. They're going to be pretty good. Texas Tech. Who's even the quarterback there? Is Oregon guy still there? Shook? Yeah. Shuck. Shuck. Huff. Shuff. Shuck. Remember, no. Shuck. Uh, Shuck. Shuck. Because it rhymes with suck. Yeah. That's what the Oregon fans told us. Um, <laughs> yes, seven. he's still there. Seven and a half juice on the under. Okay. Last but not least. And tied for the lowest number in the Big 12, West Virginia. I just gave you the answer. Four and a half? Yeah. See it, Neil. Juice on the over. I actually like them this year. I would play their over. Yeah. Usually these coaches that are on their last I, stand I, yeah, I tend think, to do something. Now, if they completely mailed in and quit on the guy, that's one thing. I don't think they will but for him. I don't him. think they will. I Okay, let's look. Let me look at their schedule real quick. So my favorite bets for playing the game at home, Kansas under, West Virginia over. And uh, Oklahoma under. How about that? Okay. Oh, they play Penn State, though. Oof. And Pitt. Oof. That's tough. I think I'd take TCU over. I don't know if I like that over anymore for West Virginia because they have two losses in the non-conference. Hmm. <laughs> I like TCU over. Yeah, I do, too. I'd be I the one I would I'm circle. Big Dykes guy. I just don't know enough about this league yet. And schedules. Now we don't have the even schedule. That changes that everything. Does, that does flip it. So I need to. I need to do what, more. You're on that. feeling five and a half is fair for Iowa State, though. I think that's fair. Yeah, and I think I would lean over. I think. But, I would too. Although their schedule sucks. It's a tough. Iowa State schedule. They sucks. did not get the the great end of the deal there. They have one of the worst in the league. Because you're right. Those two winnable games. And are then you on the road. Home at Iowa, and then you have a road yeah. game at Ohio. Yeah, that's not going to be a problem. Still, it's a still road game. On the road. I, Ohio was in the MAC title game last year, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I think, yeah, they were. I mean, Iowa State should still win. I'm not. I feel better about that than I do Northern it's, Iowa. What an interesting season! This is just. Well, I don't know what to make of. We this, got so. uh, this Clanton though. This Clanton, Clanton should be able Turner, to cure violence. That. Violence. Violence and a. Uh, uh, we got a kicker now. <laughs> Multiple kickers. You talking about that kid from Nebraska? Multiple kickers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Got a message from... Uh, Don't fry the kicker. One of Iowa State's specialists, uh, parents, a big big fan of the podcast. Oh, Appreci- great. Appreciated, appreciated all we do when they're out of state. Great. Said, Thank you, sir. That's awesome. Big fan of the... I think Iowa State specialists having a big season this year. Think so? Coach them up. Coach Langs. Man, I hope so. I hope you're right. <laughs> Got to win in the margins. Do you know... Should have hired a special teams coordinator slash GA, Eustachy. <laughs> Talk about getting tough. Getting get to, toughen that special get, teams up. Get that, get that mental toughness up. For right about away. a year and a half, they would, they be, would really be really good. Really elite. Really yeah. good for about elite. a year and a half. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you're looking for out of coaching. You guys are out of control uh, with this. I mean, I think the guy's great too, but it's like, come on. We need to hear Larry's side of the story. Yeah, I'd like to. Okay. 20 years to. ago at team. If if we got Larry, I would sit here 
and like take notes and chip in from time to time, but I'm primarily letting you handle that. Oh, man. It would. Because, like, I don't want to screw it up. You know how some people's dream is to like win a Grammy or win an Oscar? Mine is to get Larry Eustachie on a podcast. That's how I once felt about Steel Jance. <laughs> and then our friends at Wide Right they and Natty Light got him, and it was stole. like, it's, uh, it's, hey, it's not cool anymore. They, they, they already beat us. Do not steal Larry from us, <laughs> friends. It's mine. I'm claiming him. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for your patience. We appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.